music. Stop it. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Hi, I'm Grace, uh, grobs underscore Boston on Twitter, or on X, whatever. I'm here with my friend. Who's my friend? Hi, I'm Lauren, Boss Bruins HC on Twitter, X, whatever, Twitter.com still. True. Um, this is all gold, no misses, which I really hope you know if you're listening. Um, it's episode two, and we have a packed show, but we want to make sure we shout out our very good friends at Primetime Productions. I'm so glad that you guys who are listening can't see me right now because I look disgusting. I haven't washed my hair in several days, and I would hate to give people on Twitter more ammunition to roast me. Um, that being said, we have so much to talk about. Got a great show for you g- g- people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I think we're going to start out with what we mentioned together last week. I don't think I actually put it in the recording, but we wanted to give you our top five most loved and most hated players in the NHL. Lauren, are all of yours goalies? No. No? I expanded okay. my horizons. Okay, good for you. All right, I'm going to get out my list. But to be fair, here's what I did. I did not do my most hated. I didn't write those down because I thought it'd be more organic if I just like came out and said them and then it'd be real. Because like, I found myself when I was trying to do the most love players that I was like looking through the rosters to remind mm-hmm. myself. And I was like, that's not or- like I want the ones that I can remember. Like then that really means it's real. You know, how I feel about them is real. True. Um, all right. I did. I, I, uh, all right. I didn't do any Bruins players because I, felt I didn't like that's, that's cheating. And I tried to not to let my previous Bruin bias get in the way. Like I didn't, like I almost put Krug on here, but then I was like, well, that kind of feels wrong. All right. Why don't we start with the ones that we love? Okay. And this, this is good. This is good character building or good helps everybody figure out who we are as people. I feel like it, it's very telling who people like in are the NHL. From five. You want to go from five? Going to one. Yeah. Let's do like a, like a countdown. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you want to go for? Do you want to do your number five first? Yeah. Um, Quinn Hughes. Ugh. I mean, go blue wanna, first of you all. You want to know why? Why? Because he is so sad. He does always look really depressed all the time. And, and I, I have. Felt, I feel that. I have noticed that. You know, before I was really big into hockey was the same time that he and I were at Michigan together, and so I wasn't really, you know, paying attention, but. Occasionally, I would see them. They were all so short. All of them. (laughs) And, of course, that's coming from me. I'm pretty tall. But I was like, wow, hockey players must not need to be very tall because their whole team was, like, under six feet. So, sorry to anybody who was on that team at the time. Josh Norris. Well, from my number five, then, we're keeping with a theme of the University of Michigan. My number five is Maddie Beneers. Okay. Love Maddie Beneers. Love That's a solid the way one. he plays. I love how he came out of nowhere. Is it a little bit of Michigan bias? Yeah. You're called their winner. I think he's sensational. I think he's going to be a star. Um, went number two overall in the draft because that was the year that 
think it's 2021, 2021, yeah, um, in which four out of the top five in the first round, in the first five picks in the draft were Michigan players. We just are stacked team. I think it was like Owen Power went one, Maddie Beneers, some random person. Um, Luke Hughes, Thomas Bordalo, maybe? Whatever. Anyway, but that's my number five. Um, and if you have a problem with that, I don't care. All right, give me your four. Tage Thompson. Oh, I hate Tage Thompson. What? I hate Tage Thompson. Why? Why do you like Tage Thompson? Why do I? Why do I hate him? Yeah. He's like a he like posted like. Vi- this is not longer. This is like yeah no. He's like really like he he keeps reposting on like his story and stuff on Instagram like very because he's very religious. He's very religious and so mm-hmm. like he'll post like he'll like repost these like Christian people that are very racist. <laughs> So, congrats. Lauren condones racism. Wow. Whoa. Hashtag FML. I don't follow these people on on Instagram. All right, fine. All right, so tell me, why do you you like Tage Thompson? Um, I like who he is as a player. That's pretty much it. Sorry, I'm chewing on a pretzel right now. That's kind of weird. All right, fine. Well, I'll keep with with the theme. My number four is also a current Buffalo Sabre. Jeff Skinner. Okay. I love Jeff Skinner. He is hilarious. He is underappreciated. You know, look, I get it. Former Hurricane. That's already a knock against him. (laughs) But if you haven't watched Between Two Stalls with Jeff Skinner, it's the funniest shit ever that's come out of the NHL. I think it'd just be a real show. Um, But I love Jeff Skinner. I, I want him to get a cup so bad. Um... But, I don't know. I don't know if it's in the cards for the Sabres, unfortunately. At least not anytime soon. Which talk I know is disappointing. Yeah, we will talk about that later. Alright, Lauren? Kale McCarr. Okay. That's a good I one. I really like him. Uh, UMass guy. You know, a great puck mover. Um, he's also... I haven't met him personally, but I've heard good things. Do you win the Norris? So. Like last year? Not this past year, no, because last year was Eric Carlson, but I think the year before he won the Norris, right? Oh, yeah, he has. My number three is Nikolai Ehlers, the Winnipeg Jets. He's one of the fastest guys on skates. Often is overshadowed by some of the other players they have on the team. Not that that's saying much, because it's the Jets. Sorry, Bobby. (laughs) Um, But... I don't know, they call him Fly because he's so fast, and I think that that's a... But he doesn't get a lot of credit. But he scores a lot. He was a big, major part of their success uh, in the um, playoffs, and I think he's kind of overshadowed. He sometimes has played on a line with uh, Kyle Connor, so who is the bigger scorer? Um, who's your number two? Um, oh, I already know what it's going to be. The look that... Oh, okay. That's not who I thought it was going to be. Who did you think? But does it was that mean be? that I know who number one is? Who do you think? I don't know. The love of your life. Oh no, no, it's not. He's not on this list. He's not on the list. Wow. No, he didn't make the cut. For those of you who don't know, Lauren's in love with Aiden Hill of the well, Vegas he, he, Golden Knights. Well, uh, he didn't respond to my uh, drunk Twitter. <laughs> my drunk tweet. What? Remember my tweet? You I tweeted, tweeted him. him? <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted sub at Aiden Hill. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was a little worried about the recording today with uh, you, everybody, all of our friends on Twitter were, were in one, as they say, last night. Surprised nobody, you know, fell into a river, did something else stupid. <laughs> that would have been really awkward. All right, well, okay, so Jake Onger. Is there any particular reason? Just a goalie? It's goalie? He's a good guy. I've met him before. He's really sweet. Um, you know, and you gotta love the hockey East boys. Yeah, he's a cool dude. I think he seems like he's a he's a cool uh, guy off the ice. Shout out Jake Ottinger. I know you're listening. Awesome. Um, he's a big fan of ours. So, how can you not like uh, someone with the nickname Otter? That is kind of cool. I kind of like some like the doodles that people have have made <laughs> of like the little Otter. Yeah, you would. I know. Lauren, <laughs> Lauren, I'm exposing her. Lauren owns a lot of gear for other teams. I'm going to be honest with you. Every time I go to a rink, I buy a shirt. So, of course, she has a Habs shirt. She yeah, has Montreal. A, she has a Panthers shirt. All yep, of our favorite. Florida. All of our favorite teams. Um, but to each her own. Um, okay, my number two is Mo Cider. Another Calder winner. I got two Calder winners on this uh, list. I um, like this one. Most Sider, love him. Detroit Red Wing uh, has been sensational for them. Is really they they're putting a lot of um, trust on him and a lot of commitment to sort of building around him and Lucas Raymond. And I I think that's a lot for a young person, but I think that he's handling it well. A similar vibe I think to Maddie Beniers and what the Kraken are sort of expecting out of him. Um, you know, going forward. He, Matty Meniers, at least, was was the Kraken's very first draft pick ever, um, other than an expansion draft, like actual NHL entry draft. Um, and so same thing, young guy who I think is, they're putting a lot on, but I think that he has really shown what he can do, and I think he'll probably win a Norris one of these days if we start treating the Norris like a defensive award. So maybe then again he won't. Because these days the Norris is just... Uh, an offensive award. I said it. I'm calling out the committee. Sorry, Eric Carlson. I don't want you. All right. You, number one. It's Marc-Andre Fleur. What is it? Ugh. Okay, I mean, that's fine. I almost put him on my list, honestly. I love him. I love him. That is... It is funny that, you know, I haven't said my number one yet. There's not one overlap with us. I guess, though, there are so many players in the NHL, but you would have thought. Yeah. I was going to say... <laughs> I was gonna say that on my list I did have like I was like I know nobody else can see this but Lauren I have this list where I just like went through all the rosters and chose my favorite players across the board and then I would cross them out to make my number five so some honorable mentions that didn't make the cut Johnny Gaudreau, Zach Hyman, okay. Quentin Byfield, Kirill but the flower is on here also um that's funny, because when I went through and I did this, I sat down, I thought of nothing else besides players, and I was just like, you know what? If you come to my mind, I'm putting you on this list. See, that's what I'm about to do with Most Hated, because if I hate you, I know who you are in my head. Um, but at any rate, my number one is uh, none other than Ottawa Senators captain, Brady Kachuk. I love Brady Kachuk. I love him. He's a party guy. I'm a fan. 
I don't think there's anything to me that is as funny as that like video of him drunk on the street from like last year when they were out. Playoffs were still going on. Obviously, they didn't make the playoffs last year, but that's I think they're going to be good this year. Um, I know we talked about the Atlantic last week, but um, and he's outside and there's like no one really around. And he's like super drunk. He's like, we're going to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> So funny! I think that is the funniest video I've ever seen of an NHL. And then player. he got and then he got shit on by like the fans. He was like, I thought it was they're hilarious. Like, they're like he shouldn't be getting drunk and going to oh, other yeah. games. People people have this like I think that that's another thing. I another other people on my list or other like like um I or had Nick Suzuki on here. Other young captains. Mm. I know Nick Suzuki and Brady Kachuk are very different, but I think that there's a, a lot of pressure like they don't put that sort of pressure on older captains but like Brady Kachuk and Nick Suzuki are both two of the youngest captains ever in the NHL and I'm not saying that 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 like excuses if they do bad things but like I think we're in a new generation of like I'm sorry that Brady Kachuk's not Patrice Bergeron and like he clearly is of all the captains he has far and away the most penalty minutes it's just his style of play, and I think it's just him and his personality off the ice. Just, you know, as long as he's still delivering, I don't know why fans would be pissed. I, I like him. I think he's funny. Um, but then, that means our most hated players, which I know everybody really wants to know. I'm not going to be able to put these in order. It's just going to be able to, it's going to be what comes to my mind. But let's switch off still. Give me, did you put yours in order? I did. Okay, give me your number five. Pat Maroon. What? I almost I almost put him on my top five. I just really don't like him. Why? Is there any reason? Me, like, me, I mean, it, so it's hard not to like put any bias into these. Yeah. But he's just so annoying. <laughs> and then <laughs> real. Sometimes something people are well, just annoying. He, I mean, I obviously he's listening, so he's gonna like. True. tweet out about this and then cancel us because that's Real. what he does but i don't know <laughs> I feel like, uh, yeah that i feel like bruins bruins fans was, uh, yeah i was gonna say bruins fans all know what we're what we're subtweeting with that yeah um i mean obviously obviously jack shouldn't have said that lauren is not lauren's that. lauren's not a body shaming person don't cancel no. her Please stop canceling me in this episode. It's our second. Yeah, episode. real. Honestly, that's um, what we should we should be taking bets. Which podcast is gonna get canceled first? It's not gonna be ours. I think ours would be last to get canceled on yeah. primetime productions. I think we we are we we keep we keep the boys in line. Yeah, I mean that group chat is kind of insane, but um, yeah, Pat Maroon just not a fan. Okay, so again, these are not in order, because this guy could be number one. Honestly, mine will probably go in opposite order, because it's the ones that I'm thinking of, the ones that come to my mind first. Evander Kane. I'm kind of concerned That's that my list is... One. my. I'm kind of concerned my whole list is just going to be, like, domestic abusers, but he's up there. Um, don't like him at all. I don't think he's very good. Um, then he did the whole, like, lying about the COVID... Uh, vaccine thing do you remember that to get into to get into canada and play yeah. god what a wank you uh, you can quote me on that evander kane you you are a wank you suck but yeah he's up there for me all right let's hear yours 
Um, Tony D'Angelo. Oh, God, yeah. He's in mine, too. Yeah. He, he's, I mean, with the stuff with his father, uh, with all, like, the bride stuff, with, you know, just being a basic asshole. Yep. Um, I don't that bur- that burner. You are. Yeah. That burner on Twitter that's definitely his. That, like, New York Rangers something that's Nine, two, so three, funny. Five, seven, six, T, five. Uh, that was also Grace's past username. Yeah, right? <laughs> Um, all right, this one I know is going to ruffle some feathers. And I'm not, I don't care. Least favorite players in the league, for me, Alexander Ovechkin. Why? Also a wank. Okay. His Instagram profile picture, I'm about to get put on a watch list. His Instagram profile picture is him with Putin. Like, but then he pretends... He pretends that he's like, oh, I'm so neutral and so unbiased. I also think that he's overrated. And you can quote me on that. Don't tell that one guy on Twitter. Oh, my God. I don't even care. Chris Bergeron is not a generational player. Oh, that was the most fucked up shit I've ever seen, actually. That was really messed up and wrong. Just patently incorrect. Um, But anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't think... I think that he just, like stands there and he doesn't play defense a and maybe that's just me like believing that all forwards should be able to play some defense i'm not saying you have to be patrice bergeron but you have to be able to do something um and like i think that the caps don't even care i know we're going to talk later about the tom wilson thing like i don't even think the caps care about anything besides him getting records at this point so i don't know that's where i stand on the on the uh Ovechkin front, but anyway, you can all hate on me on Twitter, I don't care. You know what um, Ovechkin on, like, the power play reminds me of? Like, what? a Mighty Ducks movie, when, like, they put in the one kid, and they he can't skate, and, like, you just make him stand there, and he just takes a slap <laughs> shot, and he scores top, top corner, because, not to say, yeah, Ovechkin's a great player, I think. I didn't say people were gonna agree with these takes. True. We no have our opinions. You can hate us. I don't care. You're still listening. Doesn't matter to me. Alright. Give me yours next. Radko Gudis. Ugh. That's real. Is that a recent I, is that a recent thing or is that more Yes, you, it's very there? recent. Um it's not because of anything that has to do with the Bruins. It's actually because of the Toronto series when he didn't even score and he screamed oh, yep. in Wall's face. That was so stupid. Like you're, was... you're not that guy. Mm. Like the other guys, that guy. You're not that guy. Yeah, that I was that you, was you, messed you, up. I know. Like, like that's a child. Yikes! If that happens to any other goalie, who has like seen more than one year in the NHL, I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But but that that was a kid. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's ridiculous. Um. I have one in my brain, but I don't want to steal it from you because I feel like it's probably either your number one or number two, so I'm not going to say that one, uh, and I'll just see if I'm correct. I, I'm almost positive that I am if I, if, I, if I know you well enough, but he's also up there for me. Um, also on my hated list, more of a recent thing I would agree, is Matthew Kachuk. Mm-hmm. Tale of the Tape. Two brothers, one on each side. Brady could beat him in a fight. Uh, I think he's a bitch. Uh, I don't like him. 
yes, part of it is the Bruins series. He decided to suddenly be insane. And I have, I have, you know, I respect him, you know, for like that final series when he had a broken collarbone uh, in the Stanley Cup final. And he clearly established himself as maybe the current best American player. At the very least, the best American forward. And um, biggest rat. And biggest rat. He is the rat. I don't know how anybody can be on about Brad Marchand. All right, but anyway, so that's mine. All right, let's hear your number two. I want to know if I'm correct. I know I am, actually. Well, so it's funny that you say Kachuk because he was my honorable mention. Oh, um, good. But my my number two is Reimer. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So true. He's just bad. He's just He's... bad for goalies. He and being like... Oh my god, his his style of goaltending is literally like one of the worst that I've ever seen. Oh, we got some goaltender elitism coming out now. Yeah, yeah, it's me. I just I think he's a dink. I don't like him. Oh, for that. true. Yeah. But he's also such a big do- like. If you're gonna be a bitch off the ice, you gotta back that shit up on the ice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you gotta be actually good. Like what are you gonna do, Reimer? You gonna lose another series? Like really? <laughs> that's that's how you're gonna celebrate your terrible opinion. I would yeah. have, I would have quit hockey if that was me in game 7. Like I wouldn't I would never play another game as goalie again. Or even just he, hockey in general. He sucks. He's bad. Who's he he's playing for Is he playing for the Wet Red Wings now? I think so. Wait, Did I had just him on my thing. It? The people next to me at the airport uh bar that I was at yesterday were sitting and talking about the Red Wings cuz I was in the Detroit airport for those of you who don't know. I'm in Michigan now. But um, Yeah, he's on he's on Detroit now. Yeah, with Lion. Lion, Reimer, and Wall? Do they have Wall? Uh, they have Huso. They're going to be kind of bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that, well, I think Lion is going to take that job. Probably, but even he's kind of... He's, he's not that bad. I don't, I don't think old. Lion is a bad goalie. He's, he's 30, I think. Um, yeah, that's, I know we were talking about goalies having a later longer development, development period. period. I, I think I think Lyon would be fine as a starter. I mean, he was doing really well before the playoffs. So, I mean, wasn't that like his first playoff series? First playoff. Yeah, series? yeah. He was playing. He was playing in the in the uh, AHL before that, for the most part. Um, I like I like his style, um, except for when he lets up little little shit goals because he yeah. likes to do that. He saves like the most incredible, like two on ones ever. And then he just lets up this one, like, off of his glove into the net. It's like, dude, what are you doing? But anyways, he's not on my list. I actually kind of like him. Yeah, no, he's, 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 a, he's a cool dude. Okay, then my number two. <laughs> Jamie Ben. <laughs> no explanation needed. What a fucker. What a dumb fuck. On and off the ice. Well, you're first of all, you're fucking captain. What are you doing getting suspended in one of the most important playoff series of your life? And then they were honestly kind of better without you. So they were. I don't know why. No, they would he's a dumb again. fuck. Yeah, he is. Wait, what? You broke up. We broke up. Excuse we, me. We broke up. Yeah, we broke you and up. I broke up. No. Um. <laughs> all right. Well, then let me see if your number one is who I believe it is, and if it's not, then he will be my number one. Uh, Jordan Bennington. That's the bitch. That's the main bitch. If you... Okay, it's funny, because I have Marc-Andre Fleury as my number one for loved, and I have him for my number one for hate, 
and he tried to fight Flurry. They should have let him go. They should have let him go. Oh, that would have made my life so much better. That would have been, been maybe one of the highlights of... <clears throat> they gotta start letting goalies fight. Like, tell me that Linus Olmar, uh, Matthew Kachuk exchange was not one of the most entertaining parts of that series. Do you remember like, when um, Tim Thomas fought Carey Price? I do remember that. See, that was another... That's a weird one, too, to me, because I don't really see Carey Price as a fighter. I know. I, I, I love him, too. Tim I Thomas, I see, as a fighter. Fan. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a little angry, dude. Yeah, I hate his ass. <laughs> um, Alright, well, anyway, well those, those were our top five most loved, most hate... Oh, wait, I don't have a number one. Um, can I collectively say the Stahl brothers? Oh, yeah. All of them? They're one in my mind. All right. Well, then those are our top five most hated, most loved. Tell us yours or make fun of ours. We don't care. We can take it. We're we're not soft. But little Bruins news for those of you who are listening for that. Jeremy Swayman, Trent Frederick are Bruins to stay for good. Well, for at least a year and two years. Not for the rest of their lives. Lauren, how did you feel about those deals that ended up getting made? Uh, I thought they were very friendly. Swayman is someone who I think could be making like four million, so I think he definitely the team definitely got off there. And Frederick, I mean, I kind of had Freddie at like two million, uh, but since it's two years, I mean, whatever. Um, and I'm just happy to see him back. Like I'll take yeah. the three hundred k, whatever. Some people were pissed. Some people thought it was a massive overpayment. I'm not totally with that i don't it was more than i expected but i also don't think that it was a massive overpayment and i think they're both important to the team i think they both will have good years i know we'll talk a little bit about trent frederick later and some of our hot takes but i think they'll both they have a chance to prove themselves this year yeah and he's like trent frederick is like the kind of player that i really like to watch because he's such like a grinder and mm-hmm. he loves to yeah. get to the front of the net, and he loves to score those really ugly goals. And yep. that's kind of the guy that the Bruins are going to need this year. Yeah, it's true, especially with, you know, the retirement of Patrice Bergeron and that, you know, net front presence, I think, is <clears throat> going to be sorely missed. But speaking of players we're going to miss, feel like the writing is on the wall, set in stone. For David Krejci. Oh, yeah. Like, the, it's going to be announced right after we end this, for sure. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be just like Bergeron, where we were talking about him the whole time. But at least for this one, we are... I think we've all been confident Yeah. that he's not coming back. I especially think that without Patrice Bergeron, it's like, you know... That sort of is like the, the passing of the guard, I feel like. And, and I don't see... Crazy playing a big role if he were to stick around. And I love David. I'm not one of those people who are like, we're better without him. I don't think that. Yeah, but I'm I, not I, But I do understand. I at least think that there's a, you know, a, a, there are benefits to sort of moving on, getting these younger guys in, you know, I don't know. So I'm, I'm trying to be hopeful and optimistic about it. I think it was our friend on Twitter, Big Bad Bees Memes, memes uh, tweeted out, like, they're just going to retweet the stuff from two years ago or are they gonna make new posts <laughs> we've already done it once you know, I, you know well they have went... a 
they have the tribute video ready or whatever. Right. So. Yeah. I don't. I honestly don't think anybody would notice if they just reused the same one. <laughs> no, I, mean, you'd be fine. I wouldn't notice. Also, how awkward is it? I just think it's so funny that you know they sat everybody down to do that like goodbye Patrice Bergeron. Like, what did you love most about him? They sat them all down on on breakup day. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy was probably like. I'm leaving too, but I don't think they sat him down for that purpose. Like, they're like, it's just... wait, why don't you love me like this? Yeah, like... I came back for you. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like that's kind of funny. Um, but no, I, I, I don't. Um, I just don't see him coming back, and I think that there's rumors that he'll be announcing it soon. Now that he's back in the states for the royal wedding, as many are calling it, mm-hmm. Charlie McAvoy and his fiance. Now wife, Kylie. There were some pictures I saw on Instagram. It looks so beautiful. I am jealous. If anybody wants to be rich and treat me to a wedding like that, I'm here. I'm I'm available. That's please don't. Real. Don't You're gonna hit, get DMs? Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> um unless you have a ring, um it's a no. And it's gotta be big. I want it to be the size of some of those NHL players rings that are like so gigantic have you seen some of those like i feel like there was yes. like this string this summer that were like even the the one that charlie mcavoy posted of of his now wife's was like gigantic i'm like i don't even know if i would know what to do with all that um anyway yeah rip crazy we'll miss you mr we game will. seven yeah i'll miss him i mean there was nobody as like just absolutely insane in game sevens and yeah clutch do you do you think he'll still play uh for his country i think he wants to one more year i think i think that's like the kind of guy that he is he really cares a lot about that as i mean as he should so i definitely see him playing for his country again while um grace is taking her little sneeze break um, break. i would like to uh send out an apology and this apology, <laughs> don't look at me like that. So I said this to Ace when I was recording to Padstack. Um, I listened to the podcast over All Goals No Misses, episode one. If you haven't seen that, then what are you doing? And I, t- I sound like an 18-year-old draft pick who hasn't been media trained. Because I <laughs> sit here, <laughs> I, because since I've done interviews, like throughout high school and throughout college, most of them have been done on paper, so they're not adding in the, uh, like, you know, you know, you know. So um, this is new for me. Uh, so enjoy me talking like, uh, you know, someone who's never talked before. I've never spoken before. This is my first time, apparently. So yeah. enjoy that. I have to be honest, when I was listening back, um, I wasn't really... That's another apology I should make, is that you don't have to DM me and tell me. I know that the audio was weird. Number one, it was my first time editing a podcast, so shut the fuck up. Number two, again, which we explained in the first episode, and so if you guys would listen, God, is that we recorded half of it one day, and then half of it like a week later almost, and I got a new microphone in that time. So half of it was with the old microphone, and half of it was with the new microphone. So suck my balls i don't care um well i think that you know we said we were gonna do it we have to do it um and we'll do the next two 
divisions later on, but right now, stick with our East theme. We got a rundown here of the Metro division in the NHL. Obviously, that was weird. Um, yeah, in the We're doing the Metro in some other... I don't even think there is a Metro in another league. That's not what they call them in, in other sports. Um, but Metro. I'm, I have an alphabetical order, so let's start with, God knows, my favorite team in the NHL, the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, so a couple things to look forward to if you're a Canes fan. Svechnikov is back from an ACL that kept him out all of last season. Um, they've also added Michael Bunting, which is a, kind of a big deal. I kind of forgot about that until I was looking at their roster. Um, who is just going to add to me disliking them. I just want to point out, I had to burp, and I muted my microphone to do it. Unlike some podcasts on this <laughs> network, they just, I like, sometimes I like, I have to like pause Only Bruins because I just can't listen to Boozy continuously burp. Like, that man needs to get checked out. I think he has, like, a gas production disorder. <laughs> it um, is so, so much. Speaking of that, congrats on the engagement. <laughs> oh, yeah, congrats, Boozy. <laughs> Our good friend I mean, over at Only Bruins. If my man Boozy can find somebody, there is hope for us. <laughs> Total joke. I adore him. He's a great dude. But I'm just That's saying awesome. what I'm saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> um, I uh yeah, congrats Boozy on your engagement. That's awesome. Back to the hurricanes though. Uh they've also added Orloff. Yeah, they've added Orloff, who is now on my shit list for you know crossing over to the dark side. Um, but we saw that coming, so. I don't know, I mean, a lot of people have the Hurricanes as their favorite to win the Metro. Um, feel like we've been saying that for a few years. Obviously they won it last year. I don't know if it's ripe yet. I do think the Hurricanes are gonna be really good and I can uh, probably will end up eating my words, especially because it's the Hurricanes that I'm talking about. But I think that, I think that there's a lot of, um, Sveshnikov's still very young. I, I just think that there's, uh, a lot of room still to continue to grow, but hey, who knows? I could totally be wrong. They could win the Stanley Cup this year, and then I'll look like an idiot. Um, well, they're going to have some big help by um, Tony D'Angelo. Oh my god, yeah. They are just collecting terrible people like candy. Like, they're just... just turning. Um, I don't I don't care how good he is. I will never hate... I will never I, like I him. I don't even think he's I don't that think good. he's particularly that... Um, but I... So when I was looking him up, I really enjoyed this quote that he had when he was talking about um, how him and Tortorella don't fit together. And I was like, really? Are you sure? What a, what a, what a loser. Yeah. I'm excited for the, for Carolina, um, especially, especially with the whole year of Svetch. Um, yeah. He's a cool I player. I do think, yeah, I, I really like him. Um, I like Aho. I mean, there's two Ajos in the league. Did you know that? And not one of them is named Patrice Bergeron. That was so <laughs> funny. I don't know one. if anybody saw that. There was some Reddit post that Big Bad me- Bees memes posted that was like, with Patrice Bergeron retiring, there are now two players in the league named Sebastian Ajo. Sebastian Ajo and Sebastian Ajo. It's just the stupidest. It's not so funny. funny. It's just stupid. No, it's um, hilarious. I, it's pretty funny. It's, 
Um, and then for the goalies, Anderson, Ranta, two pretty solid goaltenders, I'd say. I mm-hmm. mean, I just I I'm not a huge Ranta person myself. Mm-mm. He's kind of um, old, isn't he? Or is that my head? To just look old. Sorry. He, well, you know, he's 34. No. Okay, so he is old. That's old. He's oldish. Um, I do, I do like Freddie Anderson. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I think he's a very good goaltender. Um, but I'm excited to see what they have, what they're gonna do with more offense than they have had in yep. the past. I mean, personally, Orlov choked in the playoffs for us. I think so. I don't know. He did what in the playoffs? Choked. Oh God, I am almost positive that that is going to sound like what I heard, which was stroked. It's like, is that some okay. new so I'll say it. I'll say it again. I'll say it again. Orlov choked in the playoffs. Does that oh, I'm keeping better? that part in. That part's staying in. Fuck. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't a huge Orlov fan, but what can you do? He's gone now. So he was the best available defenseman. What wasn't a great market. So I think they're going to have a good year, personally. Yeah, I, I think they'll be all right. Um, now we'll talk about a team that's not going to be all right. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, <laughs> who is trying to make their team as toxic as possible. Trying to make the most hostile environment I can imagine. They added uh, Mike Babcock as their coach, who... What a fitting um, name. Yeah, right? Now he sucks. He's just the worst. Um, yeah. That, they're either trying to do that, create the most hostile environment, or they're trying to just recreate a University of Michigan roster with <laughs> their entire team. I mean, Ken Johnson, Zach Wierenski, Nick Blankenberg, Fantilli, um, that other kid that they also drafted, uh, Brinley. They're just recreating the University of Michigan roster. They are putting, which is crazy because for those of you who don't, aren't big into football or college athletics, the University of Michigan's biggest rival uh, is Ohio State. And it's where Columbus is, is where Ohio State is. And um, like, I can't imagine if you, if I, you know, were a pro hockey player um, and I got drafted to go to the place that I had been taught to hate for my entire college career, I'd be pissed. Sorry, Columbus. Yeah. I do like your I like your powder blue jerseys with the with the cannon on them. I like those. Do you like the cannon in itself? I don't love that they do that. Although there is a funny video of I forget who getting spooked by the cannon <laughs> the first time it goes off. And I think that's that's really funny. But I uh I don't really like I don't know, that's kinda weird, but Whatever. We got some weird things we do, I'm sure, that annoy people. I think people. the UNH football team used to do a cannon, like, after, really? like, every touchdown or something. Oh, yeah, it was God. really abs- it was really annoying. That is annoying. Well, um, to be honest, we didn't really hear it much, so... Good one. It wasn't nice. too bad. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, honestly, I don't even know that UNH had a football team, so there you go. Yeah. Well, they were just... Um, they were- they were good last year for like the first year in like 25 oh, years. Yeah. They have a, uh, my favorite thing about UNH football is they have a banner and it's just the years that they have made the playoffs and nothing else. Oof. So that says a lot, but that, that, that's like all of our sports teams. Cause like we have a good um, swim and dive team. We have a good men's soccer team. And I think that's about it. A good women's hockey team. 
Um, not recently. Oh. But they have won, I believe, a national title. I think they're the only hockey team we have there that has won one. Um, but yeah. So UNH. But what are your thoughts on Blue Jackets? Um, God, where do I start? Um, their goaltending is awful. It really is. Um, I really like Merz Lincolns as a person. Yeah. Um, cool dude. I think he's faced a lot of stuff in his career. I mean, losing his goaltending partner. Yeah. So fatally is, you know, something that I can't even imagine happening. Um, but his numbers are just not great. But I mean, you're also a product of your defense. You're a product of your, your four checkers and back checkers. Like, what can you really do? Are you, do you want him to score a goal? I mean, Linus Olmark did it, but that, Linus Olmark was him. With a capital H. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. I don't know, but I'm excited to see what um, Bentilli can do. Uh, I hope they don't put too much on him, especially with Babcock as the coach, because, Ugh. God, I can see that man absolutely ruining a child's career. Um, yeah. But I'm also, I'm also really interested to see what they do with the full season with Wierenski. Yeah, that too. I, I really like Zach Wawrinski. Wa- the motherfucker, what the fuck? I know. I really like Zach Wawrinski. That's kind of a hard name to say. Um, it is. But, yeah, I think he's going to be good. I am really excited about Fantilli. I think that he's in a good spot. Uh, because I think with, you know, with Bedard, and this is no disrespect to, to uh, Leo Carlson who went second, I think that I think that there's a lot of pressure on Bedard, and I think that leaves an open door for Fantilli to potentially make a run for the Calder. Um, And to really show, I mean, I think, you know, Matty Beneers, similarly, I think, had a similar expectation coming into the NHL and clearly ran with it and did great things. Um, I don't know, I'm excited about that, not just because I'm a Michigan fan, I think that Fantilli's a cool, exciting player to watch. If y'all haven't seen um, him play, I definitely recommend look at some of his uh, college highlights. are sensational. And some of his uh, uh, develop, not development camp, um, when they did that uh, rookie tournament or whatever it's called, um, a few weeks ago, he had some some nasty goals. Um, so, yeah, I think they'll be, I think they'll be, it'll be cool to watch. I think they have a potentially bright future if Mike Babcock doesn't run it into the ground. Um but I'm excited to see what they can do. You're right, goaltending might be an issue. But um, speaking of young teams, the New Jersey Devils had sort of an unexpected season last year. I think ev- nobody expected them to have the run that they did. They ended up second in their division. Crazy young. Another really young captain in Nico Hischer. And Jack Hughes, obviously, is an alternate captain and very young. Um, only Hughes' brother that didn't go to the University of Michigan. Um <laughs> Because he didn't go to he didn't go to college, um, but I guess that's this that's scary. Their age because if they're that good this past year, being that young, feels like they can only go up unless you want to attribute their success to some luck. But I don't I don't even think it was. I mean, the Metro wasn't great last year uh, by any means, but they still were pretty good. Um, so they're very decent. I don't know. What, 
What do you think? What's their? I don't know. They had some goalie problems last year. Do you know their goalie situation? Oh this God! Year? Yeah. So they have Vanacek and Akira Smith, and Vanacek <sighs> is, um, he's not. I don't think he's horrible. Um, in the playoffs, he just wasn't great. I mean, he had like I think a sub five goals against. Uh, you know, and for those of you yeah. who don't know goaltending out there, that's just not very good. Um, he wasn't too bad in the regular season. I think he pulled like a two point five, something like that. But um, I'm really excited. But they were lucky. They were lucky with. Yeah, I was gonna say they were lucky that he kind of came out. Yep. Of nowhere. In the came playoffs. out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty pretty insane. I mean, he had a few off games in the playoffs. I will say, um, a few high scoring games against him, but. I think he played relatively well, and he only played, I think, I think he played less than 20 games. So I would yeah. like to see what he yeah. can do with more time. Yeah, maybe, you know, yeah. seeing some more regular season minutes. Um, yeah, get him, like, we'll, into the flow of things. Yeah, rather than just kind of tossing him out there. Throwing him into, like, the, the fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think they'll be scary, too. I mean, I... I really, I don't know. They could replicate what they did last year, maybe even improve. Um, Jack Hughes clearly established himself as one of the most powerful uh, offensive players in the league. And so I, I, mm-hmm. I think that he has a lot of room to keep getting better. Um, and I don't know. I'm excited to see that. But um team that had less luck last year luck success despite higher expectations for the New York Islanders um arguably the best thing they have going for them I don't even think it's arguably I think the best thing they have going for them is uh Sorokin who is one of some people would argue the best goaltender in the NHL um yep. and he's now locked up for eight years so but how much can a goaltender do for a team, you know, if you don't have, I mean, they just, I mean, they, like, they don't have a lot of depth, I mean, you're talking about, even I can hardly name a lot of players on your team, like, I can name, when I was trying this out, I wrote down, off the top of my head, without looking it down, I could name six players on their team outside of Sorokin, without (laughs) looking at the roster, and being like, oh yeah, that person, um, they also just recently locked long-term Varlamov, Engvall, Mayfield, but they, I don't, they weren't, where am I going with this? They weren't successful already, so now you've locked them up long-term, where else are you building? I don't even think the Islanders are going to make the playoffs this year. What, they have Anders Lee, Zizekas, mm-hmm. Clutterbuck? I'm very they suck. They're bad. Yeah. Feel bad? Why did Sorokin decide to stay? I don't know. Um... I guess maybe if you stay in a place long enough, you actually might like it. I wouldn't know. I've never been down there. But, um, yeah, Sorokin, Varlamov is a backup. He's a pretty basic backup. You know, uh, Sorokin's going to play most of the games anyways. Yeah, Varlamov didn't play too much. I think he played, like, 20, 23 games, 2.7 goals against average, .913 save percentage. Pretty Pretty solid numbers for a backup. Um, not everybody can be a Jeremy Slayman type backup. True. But, yeah, so they're going to 
try to be carried by their goaltending, and I just don't think that's going to work. No, I don't, and I don't think it has worked. I don't think they've changed enough for it to work no. now all of a sudden when it didn't work. Um, but now, the other side of the river, if that ge- geography is wrong, <laughs> I don't care. Uh, the other side of the whatever, I don't know the geography of New York. Um, the Rangers just signed Wheeler. Keandre Miller, who is also an honorable mention in my top five, um, now signed long-term, or longer-term. Um, they got smoked. I, this, these are my notes exactly. I'm going to read verbatim. They got smoked like little bitches by the children of the New Jersey Devils. And it's true. They did in the playoffs. Um, but the one thing they also have going for them, very similar to the Islanders, Igor Shesterkin, who is another sensational goaltender, one of the best in the league, um, if not the best. Uh, yeah, so Lauren, what, about, what, what do you think? What do you expect from the Rangers? think they're going to um, avenge th- their fiery death of last season in the playoffs? I think they're going to have an even more fiery death. Um, I just don't see them being a good team this year, personally. I, like you said, like the only thing I could see them... I could see going for them is once again Shesterkin. He's so good. He's so technically sound. Um, they've been blessed with good goaltenders in the past, obviously, Hank. Um, but they also brought in Jonathan Quick, who I, I forgot mean, about that. He's what, 37? Uh, and he's just he's up there. being passed around the league and <gasps> wait. I know. No, time out. That's what? I should have said. One, probably my number one top-hated player, Patrick Kane. Just oh, that true. Out there. Oh, I forgot that he existed. Right? Maybe that's a better thing. Yeah, actually. I know. I yeah, hope, he could have. He would have been on mine too. I hope he retires. Um. All right. Anyway, so but <laughs> I don't know. I just thought of that. But um. But yeah, with Jonathan Quick, I had forgotten. Yeah. Well. So, the only I, I'm excited to, for, to see him get a new f- fresh start. Because when he changed from LA to Vegas, he had a uh, better goals against average and a better save percentage. Maybe that's because Vegas was a better team, probably. But um, I am most excited as a little goalie gear nerd myself. Uh, I want to see what Vaughn pads he puts together because he is a Vaughn guy. I love him for that. He still wears all the really old graphics, he gets them, you know, obviously custom made. Because they got money. Um, and so, yeah, I just really want to see that because I think he could put something really sick together. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to watch. I just think across the board, you know, we're talking all about the Metro. And obviously, three teams from the Metro do have to make the playoffs. Because um, Gary Bettman hasn't taken my advice to switch to the eight up and down the board in the East and West. The same way the NBA does. But Ultimately, though, I mean, I think that the Atlantic's going to be a bloodbath. So if you're on the cusp of getting into those top three, um, you're, I think you're going to get annihilated. I think just it being in the East is going to is going to hurt a lot of teams um, that are fighting for a wild card spot because the Atlantic's just nasty. Um, team, I don't think is going to be fighting for a wild card spot because they suck nuts. Um, the Philadelphia Flyers. I just, they are so bad. Um, they have the new, like, orange thing, like, a new era of orange. I don't think it's gonna change shit. Um, obviously. Uh, and (laughs) I was looking on their team site, on the NHL website, and I just think it was really funny, like, 
for the other teams, you have like latest news and it'll be like recent signings or, um, you know, significant events, whatever. Um, there weren't, there was none. There was no latest news. Like the last news was like Mishkoff being drafted. Sorry, I have to burp. That sounds I mean, about right though. Yeah. I mean, they've, they got half they, away. They also have, true, who we love. They also have four goalies on the roster, but let's be honest, they don't really have four goalies. They have like could, one goalie. If I, you put it, you could you could put all those goalies together, and you could create one goalie. Yeah, and still it wouldn't be like a, a starter. <laughs> no, I could be the starting goalie for the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, at Let's get you a year. Let's do it. I've never you use mine. played hockey. Those would not fit me <laughs> at all. We are. <laughs> Like a foot heart height different. Not actually. That was dramatic. Listen, I'm, like I'm five three, five four on a good day. You are not on skates. Maybe. Anyway. Whatever. Yeah. In case oh, well, you guys didn't know, Lauren's short. Yeah, and, and a goalie. Take a shot. Uh, Hathaway. You know, two years, two point three seven five million, and he was a victim of the media frenzy and horrid organization that is the Philadelphia Flyers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then I was, and then I was sitting here thinking, like, wh- who even is their best player? I'm like looking at their roster up and down. Connect me. I thought it was Mark Stahl. Mark Stahl, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be. They fucking suck. They have no player. I'm sorry if you're a Flyers fan. How do you sleep at night? Your team I, sucks. I feel bad for Carter Hart. Do because, you? Kind of. Because I think that he's, like, he started off with a lot of potential and then he was overplayed, overused, and that's how you see a lot of young goalies eventually make their way out of the NHL because they have some sort of downfall. So I do think that he was a good goalie and then we watch the downfall in front of our eyes. I think he has, still has potential, but he yeah. There's just something missing there. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, you know, grow out of this spot that they're in right now. But I, we have to talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins next. Um, my I would love to. My first note on here is old fucks. I love watching them suffer. Um. Because I do. I really don't like the Penguins. Real. They're pretty, pretty high up there on my on my dislike list. Um, but rumors are swirling. This probably will happen right after we're done recording. Um, yep. That Eric Carlson will be going to the Pittsburgh Penguins, um, which I don't. I kind of feel like they need to add defense. Um, I don't really consider Eric Carlson adding defense, but hey. He might win another Norris. I don't know. <laughs> what, what's your opinion on the Norris, actually? I don't think we've heard that yet. I fucking hate that. I fucking hate that. It's stupid <laughs> as hell. It's so dumb. Like, that's why, like, the other day, like, some, uh, I forget who it was that tweeted, might have been BR Open Ice, tweets, fucking, uh, if there was an award for best defensive defenseman, who would win it? And I'm like, that's literally what the fuck the Norris should be. Like, what are we doing <laughs> out that. here? What are we doing out here? Like, wh- what? What's, what's the point of this? I just think it's stupid as hell. Um, like those, those old farts. 
running the NHL are stupid. Um, you can have it. You can you can give an award for for the best offensive defenseman, or you can even keep the Norris as that and add a, a add something in. But you're not doing yourself any favors by basically. I know it's not about the awards, but you're you're virtually incentivizing you know people to vote for these players that like no offense, Eric Carlson kind sucks at defense like like I, I've said it a hundred times and I'll say it again I would rather have Patrice Bergeron as my defenseman than Eric Carlson and no disrespect to Eric Carlson because he's a good player and I actually really like him but I'm just I think it's so stupid but anyway if he wants to go to Pittsburgh he can go to Pittsburgh I, I still think that they I, I feel a little bad for Sidney Crosby that he but they've had their good years they won plenty of Stanley Cups um Jake Gensel's out uh, had surgery. Noel Achari, who they added. Um, our old friend Achari uh, is tripped. St. Louis scores. Unbelievable. There you go. Um, I, of course, had to make a note that they no longer have Dumoulin, who plays for the Kraken now. Dumoulin, mm-hmm. main guy. I want to talk about Achari's contract. Five years, $5.375 million. Since 2021, he's been injured six times. One of them I think was COVID. Um, but after their last game, he said that he was injured the entire season and was dealing with multiple injuries. Like, that doesn't seem like someone that I want to sign to a five-year contract. He's injured oh, all yeah. the time. Penguins have made some questionable choices. They now have Kyle Dubas running the show over there. I don't know. I still think they're not... I mean, they might make the... They might... They. They might only because I think there's a big drop down. Uh, like, I think it goes this year. It's going to be Hurricanes, Devils, for sure, in the top two spots. And then I think there's a pretty mm-hmm. significant drop off. I guess you could argue the Rangers again. But for that third spot from the Metro, um, I, I think it, it really could be anybody's guess. It could be the Penguins. Um, maybe if the Islanders want to fight for a spot. Um, I don't think it's going to be the Washington Capitals, um, who the only thing I could possibly, I I couldn't say anything without bringing up that they just signed Tom Wilson to seven years at a 6.5 AAV, which is, I think, bonkers. You you don't think that that is an absolutely great contract? Yeah, for an old fart who gets (laughs) into trouble on the ice all the time and is prone to one of these days get a terrible injury... I get it. I, I really do think they are just trying to get Ovechkin to get these records. Mm-hmm. I I just, it doesn't, I get, he's also a fan favorite, so like I understand that aspect as well. Well, he's going to be the next captain. I Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. I, I mean, I yeah, I, so that's why when I was looking through, like, res- res- replies, because I wanted to make sure it wasn't just me that thought this was, that this was insane. Right. And I was looking through replies, and everybody was excited. And then I hit the quote tweets, and it's all the people from the other t- other fan bases, and they're all like, "What is this contract? Like, yeah, six point five mil, whatever. Seven years, insane." That's, and what, I mean, he's fucking. Is he thirty now? I mean, it's twenty nine. G- give him, oh, give him a break. Wow, is he actually? I think so. He's just been antagonizing. Yeah, he really is. He's just been bothering me. Um, my whole life. Well, 30, um, like, is old to us, so. It's so funny. I'm looking at the headlines when I just looked up Tom Wilson. The headlines are 
Capitals forward and Peggins' nemesis, Tom Wilson agrees to seven-year extension. Rangers' nemesis, Tom Wilson, inks huge $45 million Capitals extension. Um, <laughs> apparently it's just everybody's. We hate him too, but I guess in the Metro they got their own thing going on. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. I'm you know they can see how how it works out. I don't I don't know if they just don't care at this point about actually making the playoffs because I think they are again not gonna make the playoffs. I don't know. And the goaltending isn't that good. Who is their goaltender? They have Kemper. And mm. Oh Lincoln. yeah. He kind of took a drop off last year, Darcy Kemper. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like him though. Uh, yeah. I, so I guess that's sort of the metro. What do you think? What's your final? Uh, Final answer on who do you think the top three, who do you think is going to make the playoffs guaranteed? Because I don't think any, I don't think, again, I've said it last week, I'll say it again, I don't think that a Metro team is going to get a wild card spot. So assuming only mm-hmm. three teams make it in from the Metro, who do you have? Carolina, Devils, I feel like the third one's going to be like kind of a toss up. Yeah. Because the way that I look at these is a lot of these teams have good goaltending and bad teams or they have bad team or good teams and bad goaltending um so i mean maybe maybe washington i guess really i had to pick i I think either washington or the rink oh i i honestly think i'll put it on the pens okay i think i think i could see that too bad taste in their mouth after last year had some lessons to learn the addition of eric carlson even though i was roasting his defensive abilities i still think that he will be a good addition for them um, I, you know, so I don't know. I, I think that, I think that that's where my third spot goes to, but I do agree that between most of those teams, save for the, the Blue Jackets and the Flyers, who I think are right out, mm-hmm. the other teams I think have, all of have a fighting chance for that third spot. And then I think they're going to get yeah. smoked by whatever, uh, oh, wild card sure. team they Well, it's just like... Hit. Um, when you talk about the pens, it's just that goaltending duo just scares the shit out of me, and I wouldn't want that on my team. Yeah. So I mean, if Jari is able I guess, to stay healthy, yeah. then I would say that potentially, yeah, I put them in my third. I don't know. Yeah. they're just they're just such a toss up. They're all yeah. The uh, Metro is going to be weird. Um, next week we're going to be talking about the Pacific. I think we decided so. Keep an eye out for that. Um, but something we mentioned a couple minutes ago, there was recently on Twitter, some nutcase said that women don't know, and this is just funny, that women don't know anything about sports beyond, quote, player names and stats. (laughs) And he was like, which anybody could look up on Google. There's so much more to sports than that. It's funny. It's funny because all the time... All I hear men talking about are player names and stats. I was honestly thinking that too. Like, I honestly think women, like, I always say it about sports that I have such an appreciation for, like, character arcs and, like, mm-hmm. like um, storylines and things like that, which you don't hear guys talking about. Like, I always talk about it in basketball and hockey, and, and I know there are some storylines in baseball and football too, and I, I totally, if anything, I completely disagree. I think often that's something that a man might overlook when he's looking at things because, you know, if I'm sitting here, my my only comparison I have really is, like, you know, let's say the, in the NBA, I always say it about Kevin Durant, like, you watched him develop into a villain, and 
but they'll be like, yeah, but look at his stats. Like he kept playing good when he went for the when he went to play for the Warriors and stuff like that. And I'm like, I think it just misses a fundamental same way that I think people looking at Patrice Bergeron. I honestly think that some of the biggest advocates I saw on Twitter who were emphasizing his contribution to the Bruins and to the NHL were women who were looking at it and women journalists saying how much the things that he did don't show up on the stat sheet. So I I I honestly don't even know like what else he was talking about. Like what else what Can I go through the the tweets that I had with him cuz I think yeah. they're really funny. Yeah. So his original tweet was to someone talking I believe it was about baseball. Oh, his original Oh yeah, his original thing saying yeah. that yeah, go yeah. ahead. It was a baseball tweet. So he responded uh, you're a woman, let's be real, women have n- absolutely no clue how sports work, and I'm absolutely sick of accounts like this trying to post about sports to attract men. And he said, you don't know shit, bitch. <laughs> so I quote tweeted him, and I said, he's right, all of the men on here f- are falling for my plan of pretending to know sports to attract them. Whoa. And he responds, it's okay, Lauren, you'll do fine, youngster. Just pursue something that genuinely interests you, and a nice young man will like you for you. So I respond, thanks for the advice, exclamation point. I really wish I hadn't played hockey for 12 years while I was vying for male attention. Oh, well. He says, I never said women shouldn't play sports or be in sports. Kind of did. I'm happy for all women, coaches, players, and analysts. Parentheses, not refs, though. I just (laughs) don't think they know ball. (laughs) And then then, um, Jared at JJHockey underscore 15 cool dude chimed in and he goes i'm a fail if she played hockey for 12 years how the hell does she not know how the game works or anything about it sit down pal time's up his final response to me was maybe she does i'll need some examples of her work kids these days are so argumentative and confrontational that nobody even considers that i'll change my mind i will i'm not a liberal at protest i will change my mind send me Do I, need, do I need to send anything else besides the fact that I was a all-American, all-scholar team player? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you want my plaque? This like, motherfucker. That's funny as really, he And the thing that was funny to me was when Jared said that, it was like, he wasn't asking him to be like... Like, do you, like, what, well, what do you know about hockey? It was immediately, what does she know about hockey? Right. No, 100%. They give more respect to to men's opinions about things just in general. I, I think that yeah. that goes without saying. Yeah, I was, I was, it was, that was just a funny day when he was saying that stuff. I think that, um, I think there's a misunderstanding on, amongst often m- men who watch sports where they have this idea that they're born with sports knowledge and that they automatically know things but women have to learn them and need to be taught them mm-hmm. when that's just not true i mean like there are plenty of women i know who know so much more about sports than any man including myself i know so much more about sports than many men in my life um so i just think that that there's so much unnecessary. The women have to do so much more and know so much more to be respected as sports fans, or it's just women in sports in general. You know, whatever position a woman holds. Um, 
Twitter's where all the ridiculously stupid men like to give their opinion about things that nobody cares about. Well, yeah, because it's also like, why does it matter? Like, if someone's watching a sport, not everybody who watches football knows every single thing about football. Do you think everybody who watches, like, the Super Bowl knows every, like, stat or position or everything? Because I can guarantee you there's a lot of people that watch for the freaking commercials. So it's True. like, it, even if someone is watching this game and they're either, A, learning the game or talking about the game just leave them alone. If you don't agree with them, you don't have to say anything. You don't have to put them down for their their gender. What the fuck? Um, shouldn't really have to say that, but it's just stupid. But yeah, if you don't... Well, first of all, if you don't respect women in sports, number one, why are you listening to this podcast? Just so you have ammunition mm-hmm. on Twitter to make fun of us, I guess, in theory. But thanks for the listens. Um, but anyway... Yeah. But if you're a man on Twitter and you see people disrespecting women in sports, say something. Say something right. about it. Um, what I found so they- funny... Oh, I was going to say, what I found so funny about this interaction was this is, like, the kind of dude that I'd, like, sit next to at a bar accidentally. And, like, we'd be watching a sports game and he'd say something and I'd say something and he'd be like, well, you know, like, that the goaltender is supposed to stop the puck, you know? And I'd be like, oh, my God, yeah. tell me more. Buy me a Real. drink and tell me more. Buy me a drink. That's I mean, two, number one. Two more drinks and but tell me more. That's explain the game of hockey to me, baby. Honestly, it's so real though. I feel like also though the other thing about men in sports is that like men will be like, God, I wish I had a woman who would talk ball with me and would talk sports with me. But then you find one and you're like, okay, prove it. Name five players on the team. <laughs> you know, well, it's like, like also you're like. Any experience, I I stop putting that I play hockey on, like, if I go on dating apps. I'm not on any right now because I'm mad at them. But (laughs) if I go on dating apps, the, like, if I match with a hockey dude, the only thing he knows how to say to me is, I could definitely score on you. It's like, there's no chance. There's absolutely no chance. No. But they love to say that. They love it. Also, why do they think their little ego feel better? Yeah, why do they think, do they think that that's going to get them a date? I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Like, oh my god, you totally could score on me if you buy me dinner. Yeah, right? I'll, I'll, <laughs> wine I'll wine and dine. Um, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, that's, that's our, our little shtick on uh, women in sports and stupid people on Twitter. Um... Let's get into some questions from our wonderful listeners and followers on Twitter. Which, by the way, if you're not following us on Twitter, all goals, no misses. Please check us out. It's me tweeting from that account, and sometimes mm-hmm. I say funny things. Um, or I forget which account I'm on, and I'll tweet something stupid from the wrong account. But first, let's let let's go to some Bruins. Our expectations for our goalies this year. Uh, okay, rundown on stats that... I posted the other day, Omar, 40 wins, 0.938 save percentage, 1.89 goals against average, two shutouts, Swayman, 24 wins, 0.920 save percentage, 2.27 goals against average, four shutouts. So to have a sub two goals against average is pretty freaking insane. So if I'm going to say that one of our goaltenders isn't going to exceed or meet the same premise that he set last last year it's going to be Olmark 
I think Swayman's numbers are a lot more attainable. Um, and I just, I can't see Omar having the same year. I would like to see him have a very similar year. Um, but wouldn't we all? When you have, yeah, when you have a team that I personally believe will be a bit weaker defensively, especially without a player like Therese Bergeron as your 1C, um, I expect the goalies to have to work harder. But this also isn't me saying that they're carried by their team last year because I know that's a big argument against Linus Olmark is that he was carried to his numbers, which is just not true. I mean, for a team to work, it has to be cohesive. So right. I expect them both to have an equal split in games, and I I want the tandem to continue to work. You know, obviously impen- impending injuries. Um, but yeah, I expect them to both still be top ten goaltenders. Yeah. Oh, and that leads into I think a really good uh, point that we we wanted to talk about, which was somebody tweeted out. I think it was oh what account was that? Is it like J Fresh, JJ Fresh? something on Twitter, tweeted out NHL goalie ranking based on a fan vote, which, number one, I'm mm-hmm. just never going to trust. Um, oh, no. It sucked. It was terrible. I don't know if you have it pulled it was... up. So It was terrible. I'll do the top ten. So Vasilevsky, Shesterkin, Sorokin, Hellebuck, Saros, Ottinger, Olmark, Demko, Swayman, Bobrovsky. Olmark at number so six. Many problems. I have so many problems. Olmark won the Vesna. If you don't put him as number one, you're an idiot. He, yeah, I mean, he's literally I mean, won the award for it, whether you like it or not. And also, like in my brain, like I'm picturing like them reading this list. I know they probably didn't, but like Thatcher Demko, are you serious? <laughs> one of these things yeah. is not like the other, and it's that one. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> He, well, I have a problem. This list could be, like, the past five years, goaltenders that you think have been great. Because um, both one and two, Vasi and Shesty, didn't really have the years that they've had in the past. So to put them at one and two, I thought that that was absolutely insane, especially when you have Sorokin at number three. I mean, I, I redid this list um, because why wouldn't I? And As you in should. my totally unbiased opinion, I have Olmark, Hellebuck, Sorokin, Vasilevsky, Shesterkin, Swayman, Saros, Ottinger, Philip Gustafson, and Frederick Anderson. Because there is no way, there is absolutely no way that Bobrovsky is above Gustafson or Anderson. Also, yeah, n- no, I would agree, but Connor Hellebuck at your two? Yeah. He dragged he, he is dragging that team out of freaking hell. I'm I'm a I'm a Hully fan. I am as well, actually. Michigan guy. So who do you think is better historically across the board? I know everybody has their opinion on this between Shesterkin and Sorokin. Um Sorokin. I also give it to Sorokin, but I do like Shesterkin. That's just something I know people fight about all the time. And they're friends, which is cute. Um, yeah, it is so cute. Yeah. I, uh... were, they the, were they the two that like pushed a car together? Was that them? Yes! Yes, that did happen <laughs> earlier this offseason. Yes. Um, yeah, they're funny. I, uh... So, I, I don't know. I, I think that 
there's a lot of, uh, obviously when you're asking the fans to do your ratings, you're going to get some absolutely bonkers, batshit stuff. But, I mean, that's just objectively wrong. That list was objectively incorrect. Where was Swayman on that list? Uh, Swayman, I think, was, he was nine. Nine, okay. He, he was he was below, um, Ottinger. Yeah, that's... Thatcher Demko. That's bad shit. Be fucking for real right now. I think fans. I think Ottinger is a great goaltender. Obviously, but yeah. This this fan vote, quote unquote, is a either a a popular vote or b people picking the goaltenders that they have heard of. That they've heard of, and I honestly think he sort of had a. I don't even mean like a career year necessarily career, even though he did. It was definitely huge huge year for him. Um, but he sort of came out onto the main scene as like somebody that people really like. He's very lovable. He's very. Um, you know, he's a fan favorite, and I think that that is a major part of probably if, if, I don't know how big this sample size was, not to get statistics. Oh my god, look, I'm putting my hair up It was pretty right, big. Putting my hair up in the video, I know nobody can see it except for me. I look jacked. <laughs> don't I look <laughs> jacked? Anyway. You're jacked, dude. Anyway, Sorry. I want to talk about number 10, Bobrovsky. Yeah. <laughs> You're a Bob hater, um, you know that. I actually, I, I don't dislike him as a person, but as a goaltender, I hate the way he plays. He This year, he had a 3.07 goals against average and a .901 save percentage. That's your number 10? Are you serious? And in a, on a list that you didn't add Philip Gustafson, who was in front of, or I think he was in front of Swayman in stats this year. I think he was right behind Olmark. Like, really? I want what these people are smoking. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's stupid, but I, uh, I think you're always going to get weird stuff with fan votes. That said, some other questions from our listeners that I think we should talk about. This one's from M, who on uh, Twitter is at MVirga, V-I-R-G-A. Who do you think is going to be the Bruins? 1C this season. I know we talked a little bit about it last week because there's a lot of uncertainty, but no Patrice Bergeron. Who's our 1C? Zaka. 100%. You think so? I have full faith in him to turn it up and produce. Oh, me too. He has, whether he has pasta or DeBrusque on his right side. I just... I'm, I'm so... Maybe this is just me being a little bit upset with the whole Brat Pack thing because he's obsessed yeah. with him. But I just think that Paul Zaka has a lot of potential that we haven't seen yet with the minutes that he's had. So I just really I really want him to do well. And if he if there's one player that I am hundred percent rooting for, it's gonna be him. Every day. Yeah. Um you know, I I and with you, I, I really like him. I think he has an opportunity to really prove that he can step up. He can be that player. He hasn't had to be that player in the past, but I think that he is going to rise the uh, uh, occasion, the opportunity. I feel excited about it. Um, I agree. I think he'll probably be 1C, but there's plenty of time, room for shuffling across the board. Um, mm -hmm. We have a couple questions from our, our friend uh, Shelf, um, who's top corns. 026 on Twitter. Um, 
First, he wanted us to do a, a, a tier list of our fan base and people who listen to this podcast, which I won't do because we love you all equally. But the more you interact with us, the more that I'll love you. So maybe work on that. Um, he, he's so funny. He said, why do women get so much hotter as they put a hockey helmet on? Meanwhile, men get hotter as they're taking them off. And then he said, ahem, goalie men. Lauren, you're the, expert in, you're the expert in goalie men. Um, yeah, I am the expert in goalie men. Um, I don't know. There's just something about a man in a freaking hockey helmet, goalie helmet, most specifically, especially if the goalie helmet is like, I mean, if we're talking NHL here, they all have like beautifully uh, painted masks. So Mm -hmm. especially if it's like really intricate and pretty, but like if the man underneath is prettier, then that's like 20 million bonus points right there. But I don't know. Dif- I don't know what you're talking about. Putting, putting like, when I put on my my goalie helmet, I don't think I get hotter. <laughs> you're always hot, I, I think I think I squish into that thing, and I smile too much when I play goalie too. That's so, like, kind of funny. My, like, <laughs> yeah, um, my friends think I'm insane. Yeah, that's kind I'm, of intimidating. I'm like, I'm like smiling, and someone's coming down and shaking a shot on me, and I'm like, <laughs> but, that's so um, weird. Thank you. I appreciate it. I uh, oh. I pride myself on being a weird goalie. Um, All goalies but, are weird. That's that's a, that's just redundant. All goalies are weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've played with a lot of really weird goalies. Like, if you think I'm weird, girl, you don't even want to know about, like, the other goalies that I've played with, my goalie partners, because they've been insane. That's a thing. It's a requirement, being a goalie. You have to be insane, I think. <laughs> I also... This when we got to the questions. This was when I was what I was doing last night, um, when I was um, a little drunk. And in my in my notes, I just have women are hot. Yeah, and that's it. So yeah. take with that what you will. There you go. Um, that said, uh, <laughs> somebody also asked, and they didn't put their username or anything. About why does Grace hate the Hurricanes so much? I feel like I've talked about it enough that I live in North Carolina now uh, most of the time when I'm at school um, because I go to law school there. And I honestly didn't hate the Hurricanes even. I kind of did, honestly, ever since, like, they keep, you know, I think overperforming. and the playoffs and beating us. Um, but I, I, I'm just gonna be honest with you. The fans are so annoying. Like, I get it because where I'm at in North Carolina, I'm in Chapel Hill. It's right near Raleigh. That's the only sports team we have in Raleigh. Any other sports teams that exist in North Carolina are down in Charlotte. And so it's a lot of people who actually don't know hockey that well who are big fans. Some of you do. So calm down if you're a Hurricane fan. What are you doing listening to this? But I, so honestly, it's it's partially a bit because it pisses them off, but it's also like just the ones that I've met have been so insufferable. They, they, they ride Rod's dick so hard and I'm so tired of listening to them talk about any of it. So that's why I hate the Hurricanes. 
Um, they're always they're always the fans who are like the first ones to start shit. Yeah, so, always. It's, it's frustrating. Um, another question from uh, M was about player projections this year, and certain. Do we think certain players are gonna be better, worse than last season? I don't know. What do you think? I know we talked about Zaka a little bit, but is there anybody else that you consider you you could see having a big year this year for the Bruins at least? So when I think about like when you have so many great players like in front of you, it can be either intimidating or you can get overshadowed by them. I mean, I think when we had Tukarask and when he announced his retirement, it was kind of like okay, now there's no shadow. Now, mm-hmm. either, you know, Linus Homework, Jeremy Swayman, they can play the way that they want to play. Um, so I think that's kind of very similar with Patrice Bergeron. So when I look at someone who I think is going to have a better year, I want to see Charlie Coyle have a better year. I want to see him have that playoff intensity that I know he can have, but I want to see him bring it all the time. Right. And I also believe that this is going to be the year of the girl dad. So yeah. the girl dad strength is going to be absolutely insane on this team. And I'm so excited to watch that. Real. I also think Honestly, that if and- Robert makes the team, oh, he's going he's gonna to play better. That's a hot take. I, I, it, this is going to be a hot take for me. Forbert is going to be fine. All right. That's a hot take. I think that then we should get into hot takes. Because... Oh, we got some hot takes today. The first one comes from our friend. She told me how to say her name. Taina, I think, is the right pronunciation. She sent me a video of her saying it, or an audio recording. But she's at Ollie Mark, U-L-L-Y Mark, on Twitter. She said, football is more entertaining than hockey. As in, an average football game is better than an average hockey game. Sue me. I disagree so wholeheartedly. I find football to be exceptionally boring. If we're are we about talking American about football. American football or are we talking about good, soccer? Because Tanya is not from... She's from Brazil. So, in theory, she could be talking about soccer I'll for talk us about both of them. Also, I think, I think hockey's more exciting than both of them. I think hockey is the most exciting sport to watch. And I love basketball. I for those of you who don't, shout out my new podcast with Marty the Meat Man. Cross-court coverage just came out today while we're recording this Sunday. If you want to check it out. But anyway... And I love basketball, but I still think hockey is the most exciting sport to watch. I think there's something really entertaining about a game where you're literally in a bubble and mm. the the game does not stop unless goalie stops it or it goes out or there's a penalty, whatever. Um, I really, I'm not a big fan of start and stop games. I, I, yeah. I mean, I do really like American football, I will say. I'm a big really? fan. Um but I'm also a big soccer fan. I really like soccer. Um, UNH kind of brought that out of me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I do like, I understand maybe liking American football or soccer, maybe a li- little more than hockey. Um, I personally don't, just because I've played the sport forever and, you know, been around it for so long. Um, I just, I just, I really don't think they're very comparable Especially yeah. if we're talking about American football. Maybe soccer a little bit more. But yeah. soccer is such a big field, too. Mm. And the net's so big. And you only see, like, I don't know, like, six shots on goal. Right. So to me, as a goaltender, that's kind of boring. Um, 
Yeah, I well, I was them. I was a soccer goalie all growing up. Um, my dad is is a high school soccer coach. Shout out Craigie. Um, <laughs> and so I uh, I do I love soccer. Um, I really don't like American football, and I've said that to everybody. So that's my hot take. But um, the next hot take is from our friend Philly. His <laughs> username on Twitter is Philly Cheese Steak, which is cheese and then t8k um <laughs> said banana is better with foreskin off for those of you who don't know i'm pretty sure he's talking about the skin the peel of banana um, i hope so <laughs> yeah which i don't find to be a hot take because who the fuck is eating their bananas with the foreskin on animals <laughs> even like uh primates peel them true all i have on my notes under this one is bro dot 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 so yeah i mean but sure if you're somebody honestly come tell us if you're somebody who likes to eat your banana with the peel on it tell us we'll bring you on the show let's talk about it let's let's yeah. unpack that there's yeah. something wrong going on there's some, yeah i was gonna say there's something going on there um this one comes from brett Brett, our good friend Brett, who's at Brett Howard underscore good on friend. Twitter. Our good, good friend. Um, sure. Lysel makes the opening night roster. I want it. I don't think 100%. that happens at all. I want, I want, I want Lysel on the freaking opening night Is that roster. sarcasm or are you serious? I'm serious. 100%. Oh. All right. Well, that's an opinion. <laughs> sure. Why don't, why don't you? Why don't you? He's not ready. Especially after coming off the injury that he had last season. He's just not ready. I feel like there's potential just because, I mean, who else is going to be in that spot? Maybe. <laughs> it depends about Greer. I don't know. That that yeah. fourth line especially is going to be such a toss-up. Um, yeah. Which is why I'm saying it's possible because when I look at the lines, some of the lines that Montgomery has put together have been batshit crazy. Yeah. So when I see, like, a quote-unquote hot take like this, I mean, is it really a hot take? Because right. it's possible. It's very possible. Well, I and I think that that actually, good, uh, talking about the fourth line and things that could happen, um, our friend Ace from Two Pad Stack, uh, at Ace in 603 on Twitter, said Trent Frederick is exclusively a fourth line player for the Bruins. Thoughts on that? It's a hot take. So I'll take, um, I take I don't I don't I don't know what to make of it because on the one hand I'm like I understand but I don't I mean I don't I don't he's know not maybe be I don't a have top a top 6 guy but I don't think he's a fourth liner. I yeah, think if I mean, he were to come to me and say this before the season that he just had I would say potentially but we still don't know his ceiling. I still yeah. don't think that we know his ceiling. Yeah, and I think that, that two more years. That's fair, and I think that yeah, this is a good opportunity for him to prove himself um, this year, show that he's worth investing in for either the Bruins or any other team. But um, let's go outside of hockey for a second again for this hot take from from Shelf. Kane's chicken is the best chicken place, no questions asked. I'm not going to be able to answer this one because I'm a vegetarian. So um, am I. You're a vegetarian too. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. 
Uh, in my That's... notes, I have, I'm a vegetarian. How insensitive. I am also, yeah, let's cancel Shelf for asking us that. Um, what the hell, dude? I, I definitely have br- mentioned it on Twitter. Wow, that is so weird. I totally did not know that about you. Um, How long have you yeah, been a vegetarian? I, um, now, probably like seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven, um, yeah. I think I've, I've been a vegetarian since I was like maybe 11. Oh, wow. Well, let's clarify, you're not 18 years old. For people yeah. who are listening, that's yeah, I'm 22. Not what, it's not what Lauren's saying. She's not 18. She's 16. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, people talk about canes. I can't say that I've ever had it, but it's also mostly a southern it. thing. Like I don't know. Do y'all have it up in? I think there's one in Boston. I think. I've, oh, you I've could thought, be right. I've, I. You I could remember be passing right. by one on my way to maybe BU or BC. Mm. I think it was BU. Yeah, yeah, you could be correct. Um, but so I don't know. I guess maybe some other people should chime in and and confirm or deny that. Um, because clearly Lauren and I don't know. Um, <laughs> another one from Shelf was Coil will do much better as a one C than everyone predicts, and honestly, better than Zaka because his playoff performance was solid. I agree. Coil was one of our most reliable players in the playoffs this year. Um, do you see Coil potentially as as taking a shot at at one C? I think why not? Um, why not? Our our little our little motto. Why not? Um, yeah, why not? But he's a he's a bit on the inconsistent side. Uh, he's definitely a playoff performer, um, and he does have a better faceoff percentage than Zaka does. Mm-hmm. Yep. But defensively, defensively, I think he's stronger than uh, mm-hmm. than Zaka. But but then again. Yeah. Zaka, I think, still has a lot left to prove, so he could prove me wrong. Yeah. He's been learning and under also, Patrice Bertrand. Yeah, and you also have to factor in, like, what are the lines going to be? Like, <laughs> do you even know who's going to be playing on their wings, too? So yeah. I, I don't think that really we're going to be talking about a 1C, 2C, 3C, 4C. I think we're going to be talking about this line is going to match up with this line on the other team for certain reasons, and it's not because they're the first line, it's because... Their first line is more physical, and we need a f- more physical line to match up with them. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're gonna be really able to line them up like that. But you know, who knows? Well, memes, big bad bees memes also had a had a Zaka take here, um, which is that Zaka is gonna have a seventy point year. That's a take. Forty five points last year, um, with more minutes. Who knows? Uh, be honest. I, would, I mean, seventy. I would put him sh- at like. I would put him at a like a fifty-five goal, okay. a fifty-five point se- uh, season. Jesus Christ! Um, I just I don't know. <laughs> Seventy points is a lot. I hope he proves us wrong, uh, just because of how freaking hilarious that would be. Yeah, and I'd love to, I would love to post that on Twitter. Yeah, and seriously. Certain people. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Why not? I completely uh, agree that he's going to be. Have a have a bigger season this year. Obviously, he has to. He's picking up a lot of slack, but um, seventy is a lot. But hey, memes. I'd love for you to be right. I hope it happens. Um, another uh, good take or a hot take, at least. I don't know uh, how accurate it's going to be. Um, Patrick Renzi on Twitter, who's at Pat Dud, um, said that Merkulov will get on a line with Zaka and Pasta and will score 20 to 30 goals and get into the Calder conversation. That's a lot. A Calder conversation's a lot. 
Yeah. And also being on a line with Zaka and Pasta, who I don't know for sure are going to be on a line together. But scoring 20 to 30 goals from Merkula. So that, that feels... means that he's going to be put on the first or second line. It's, um, it feels like a big ask. It, for someone who hasn't played, I do yeah. think that that is quite a huge jump. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to put it out there and say that anything is possible. I just True. don't. Why not? See, exactly. Why not? Um, the Calder is a lot, I do believe. Um, and in your first season, that means that he's going to be playing in a lot of games as well. Right. So, especially for someone who has been injured in the past. I don't know. I would I would like to see Merkulov play. I really mm. want to watch and see what he can do, especially watching him play for Providence. But I don't know about... First, second line minutes. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, also, Calder Talk, one of your favorite players, Devin yeah. Levi, uh, according to our friend Sully, Mike Sullivan, underscore Mike Sullivan on, on Twitter, um, Devin Levi, top two in Calder votes. I don't think that's crazy. I don't think so either. I think he's, as a goaltender, I think you're at a disadvantage when it comes to the Calder. It's fair. Uh, just because you're going to look at freaking... Fantilli, Bedard, mm-hmm. people like that, um, who are going to have their rookie year. And people are always going to be looking at the people who are lighting up the stats sheet. And as a, like when you're a goalie, you can go, you can be in the shadows and be a great goaltender, and people won't even bat an eye. I mean, right. luckily for him, he has had a lot of uh, coverage considering what he's done at Northeastern. Because he was just freaking insane. He was so consistent, locked in. And the only thing that I could see messing him up is being overused, somewhat like I was talking about with the whole Carter Hart situation. Mm. Um, But he played back-to-backs in college. Um, Obviously, the college season isn't as comparable to a full NHL season. But I would really like to see him at least be in the conversation. Yeah, I think he will be. There's a good argument to be made that... that he deserves to be there, um, but I guess only time will tell. We don't know what the season's going to look like. You know, I know a lot of people have been, honestly, I can't believe I'm going to say this, have been underestimating Bedard. People have been like, too much pressure on him. He's not going to perform. We could, that's honestly, we're probably being stupid. Like, this kid is nasty. Um, yeah. So we could totally be wrong about this whole Fantilli has a better shot at the Calder because of the less pressure. I, I think that... Bedard's been under pressure for years. I don't know. I I, I, I do I do want to give credit to him because I think he also is going to be carrying a huge part of that team. Um, mm-hmm. Not that Devin Levi will not also have to carry a lot, and Fantilli obviously as well, but I think that the Sabres are actually not going to be terrible. Um, you know, like I said, the Atlantic has a lot of power, but um, I think they'll be a, a force to be reckoned with. Um, and I don't think he will have to carry as much of that burden as, you know, Bedard does. Um, we won't really know about these these few uh, players that are coming in off of the draft. We won't really know anything until they're done taking their rookie lap and they get their first shift out and they get the jitters out. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, talking about this now is just, you're talking about a player who hasn't even played a single game at the level of even even the AHL. So you're going to talk about them just jumping right into the NHL. We won't know. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, I mean, you really, I mean, there's so much about the NHL that's so unpredictable. I mean, I think even, I, I always look to the Blue Jackets. I'm remembering now who the other fourth draft pick in the top five was for Michigan, um, was Kent Johnson. He was drafted fourth overall, went to the Blue Jackets, um, or drafted fifth overall, sorry. And then Nick Blankenberg, who was like a celebrity at Michigan because he was our captain, our leader, but never really that, I mean, he was very good, but he had to work for, he didn't get drafted and he worked his ass off and he ended up scoring in the NHL before Ken Johnson even did. And he's a defenseman. Um, and so I, I, I think that there's so much unpredictability um, with young players in the NHL. And I mean, you see so many successful players who were drafted in the second round. You know, even we as Bruins fans, Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, you know, these weren't top five draft picks. Um, and yet you go back in time and, and you know they would be. Um, so there's no way really to know um, what will happen there. But I'm excited to see that. Yeah, I love when they do the redrafts. Yeah, to see, like, yeah. I love those so much. Yeah, it's crazy to see. I mean, to think about, you know, how I think that you don't get that as much in other sports. I mean, obviously, the NBA, you get it a little bit. You know, you look at like Jokic, who just won the MVP and was drafted. He's the latest drafted player to win MVP. Um, but you, it, there's so much less of that. It's so much like, you know, going into it, really, who's going to be in the top and and in a lot of sports, I think it's like that, but I think hockey is cool because it's less predictable um, in that way. But um, the best team th- doesn't always win. Would you, yeah, right. The best team <laughs> doesn't always win. Well, let's talk about our last hockey hot take, which is that Mark McLaughlin will beat out Patrick Brown for a fourth line spot to start the year, but rotate with him throughout the season. That's from Ian Kennedy um, at Kennedy I fifty seven on Twitter. Um, what do you think about that? Well, we also have to talk about, like, Boquist, too. Yeah, that's he's going to be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you think McLaughlin's going to get a, a roster guy, spot? He is a guy that I hope gets a roster spot because I just think mm. he's a really good guy Me and too. he's fun to watch. Um Maybe the physicality is lacking a little bit, but I would love to see him make the roster just because he's kind of honestly electric. Um, yeah. Just in his personality and the way that he holds himself. I don't know. I will admit that I do not know too much about Patrick Brown. Um, Me I know a little bit about Boquist. Um, I don't really know. I can't really compare Patrick Brown with either of those players. Yeah. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that. That fourth line, like, I'll go through and I will write down every potential combination and there will be, like, 20. True. Because it's absolutely insane how many people could fit in, could, you know, maybe fit in as a center, could maybe be moved to wing. Do you like, see all that? Do you see it at any point? Like, do you, how long do you think it's going to take Jim Montgomery to sink into a fourth line that he reliably uses? Like, do you think it'll ever level out, or do you think it's going to be constant switching, people coming up, going back down? Because, I mean, Lauco, Greer, um, Mm -hmm. you know, are we going to put Trent Frederick on the fourth line? Are we going to put Boquist in? Are we going to, where's Morgan Geeky going to go? There's, in those, in the bottom six, there's so much turmoil that could happen. How long do you think it will take for us to sort it out? I think we at least have our 
our wingers that are going to be rotating in and out, because I do think there's going to be a very, very much rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at least by 20 games, you kind of at least have one of your wingers sorted out. You have to have an idea at least, I'd probably say like 10 games in. I mean, this is why the preseason is so valuable, just because you mm. get to see all these kids working together um, and seeing what they can do for themselves. But I don't I don't know if, I think we're going to have a lot of, it depends on Lucic too, how many games is he actually going to play? Is he going to be on our fourth line? Yeah. Oh my God, um, yeah. I mean, definitely. Um, so it's all a bunch of unknowns right now. I don't believe they're going to completely have, you're not going to be able to look at the Bruins roster and be like, this is the one fourth line that they have. Like all mm-hmm. three of these players are staying there. Um, just because, you know, obviously we have injuries and stuff like that. Um, but also, like I said before, Monty really likes to shake things up, add a little bit of fun into it. Sometimes the fun isn't really very fun, Yeah. but, um, I would be, I'd be surprised if they have three players who are just going to consistently play fourth line minutes. Yeah. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. It's going to be an exciting season all around for all the teams. Like I said, next week we're going to be talking about Pacific. We'll have other stuff to talk about, um, for sure. And so looking forward to that. The last thing that we have to talk about. Do we have to? We have to talk about. Okay. Because it is haunting my sleep. Putting your goddamn dirty fucking fingers into beer. You disgusting motherfuckers. It is (laughs) so gross. Someone on Twitter said, it was like, it has alcohol in it. It's okay. The alcohol kills the bacteria. That's not how this works. That is not, that is incoherent. That is wrong. Um, It's not true at all. You think that if I have a microbiologist. If I have have a cut and I pour beer on it, do you think that's going to make it all better? Is that, (laughs) is that going to kill all the bacteria? Am I going to not get sepsis? No. It is so gross to me. Do you know how much, how many germs are underneath your fingernails so much yeah i and then and then all of a sudden it was trending oh hashtag no beer is safe was trending on twitter and you know that it was because of everybody tapping in and posting a picture of their goddamn fingers in their beer or if you're boozy your entire fucking hand <laughs> that, was so, that was so unexpected when i was scrolling through my timeline oh my and i just and some of them get way too into it and they're like wiggling their face <clears throat> oh <Sorry>. my god <laughs> it like, is go, so please, go somewhere else okay please stop doing it i am begging you but it's been big on bruins twitter everybody's talking about it but like i said if you want a podcast where we're never gonna do that and we are always going to be against it it's ours because for some reason everybody else over at primetime productions these people that i love and would trust with my life i would never trust with a beer I think the most bothersome one to me was Mel dipping his fingers in the water. In the water. That was just... It's nasty. And you know they gotta hold him in there while they take the picture or the video. They're like, oh my god, look what I'm doing. <laughs> how Also, how do, so many of them do it in public. You're doing that in public. Your I'm just fingers. thinking about... I'm thinking about like the four or five of them that went out the other night. Yeah. And all of them, like, doing it together. <laughs> yeah. That is so ridiculous. I don't like, know Like, what does the you... bartender think? The bartender's like, look at these dumbasses. 
Look at these fucking idiots. God. It's so disgusting. And it so bothers them. It really, and I think, but I think the more that I mention how much it bothers me, the more they're going to do it. Oh, 100%. After this, we're going to like get tagged and all of it. Yeah, and everybody's going to do it. Um, I hate it. I'm pretty sure I saw somebody's foot in their drink on my timeline. I, I saw that too. Yeah. I saw that too. I wish that I could awful. unsee it. A lot of things um, on Twitter this week I wish I could have unseen. Also, if, if you're going to post all this shit, like, can you like clip your nails? Oh, like, true. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, I'm, I'm anti-putting fingers in beer. Yeah. Stick your fingers somewhere else. Exactly. Especially the, the the like long fucking glasses. Like, Yo, like like you're just fucking you're you're putting that thing in there, and it's yeah. just like no, please. First stop. person, first person to get their finger stuck in a bottle or like slice the tip of their finger off, putting it into a can. Um, you're gonna go in the hall of fame for stupidest motherfuckers ever. <laughs> I don't know who it was, but whoever put like like two fingers into a can. Oh yeah, Brett. Brett did that, <laughs> and I said it. I said I know you cut your finger doing this. I know you yes. did. And 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 now there's blood in your drink. Oh god, You're that's even worse. We're anti fingers in beer. Lauren, any parting yeah. words for our wonderful listeners before we before we go take this day by the by the horns and hashtag what just happened. Um, Hashtag what just happened, honestly. <laughs> me every time I see a beer picture. Um, Dead ass. Yeah, go drink your drinks with your mouths and not your hands. And so send us not. some pics. Send us some pics of your fingers not in your beer. And I'll be a happy <laughs> you, one. You, you, you want hand pics? I don't. No, I meant, I meant, I meant, <laughs> I meant pictures of your beer without fingers. God damn it. God damn it. End the podcast. End the podcast. <laughs> We're done. <laughs>